This episode of Pop Punk and Pizza is sponsored by It's Record Time. It's a new podcast where your host, Alex, is joined by a different guest from the punk, ska, alternative music world to discuss the albums they love, the bands they listen to, and the artists that inspire them. So while you're waiting for new episodes of Pop Punk and Pizza to drop, listen to It's Record Time. The podcast is available now on all streaming platforms. Just search... It's record time, or go to it's record time dot buzzsprout dot com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a rang on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. You know, it, it just occurred to me that this coming Sunday is Valentine's Day. And, you know, that certainly came up quickly. I, I just want to let you know that I truly do love you and appreciate you for your continued support of Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm literally sending all my love to you and hope you have a great Valentine's Day. And uh, something I always say every year is... Let's remember that Valentine's Day is not just all about romantic love. That's what commercialism wants you to think, but it's not. It's about all types of love, like love for your mom or your dad or maybe your dog or your cat. And I mean, let's be honest here. Maybe it's just about all the love you have for pizza. It's okay to admit it. We're all pizza addicts here, right? (laughs) Or maybe it's just me. Uh, Speaking of love, though, we dive into some uh, relationship topics on this episode. Today, we're joined by the lovely and talented Maggie Schneider, who is the front woman of a band called Glimmers. Now, several of us, we know Maggie uh, through her or watching her videos online of her unique covers. And uh, or I, I guess I should say maybe you just know her from her solo career before Glimmers became a thing. Because Glimmers is literally a brand new band. They haven't been around that long. So it was a real treat to be able to talk with Maggie about the formation of Glimmers and their latest single, Not Good at Goodbyes. Here we go. So I guess I should uh, start by saying happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah. 22. It's my Taylor Swift year. <laughs> I know. You know, a fun fact. This is how old I am. I'm not, yeah. not that I'm that old. I'm, I'm really not. But I was actually, I turned 22 when that song came out. Oh, so, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I know. So like any, like I still, I, I love that song. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's just good to jam out to. And anytime someone turns 22, I don't. I, I know I wish you a happy birthday, but I don't think I, I, I always post like a lot of times I'll post that song on the person's yeah. timeline because That's anytime fair. someone turns 22, I'm just, you know, 
Well, so, next year, no one will like me when I'm 23. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like those, are, then what happens? Like the, nothing happens after that. There's no like songs to link ah. numbers to. You know, you that's got 22, bad. you got 23. I can't think of anything for yeah. 24 or sad. Beyond, yeah. So you know, enjoy the 22 and the 23. I yes. guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hopefully people will still like me next year. Oh, we, they we will. will. <laughs> they will. Hopefully. I I told someone the other day that turned twenty three. They said, uh, "Yeah, no one likes me now." And I said, "Actually, people just love you more when you're twenty three. Is is what True. happens." I feel that. <laughs> but uh, so, so, did you do anything fun for your birthday? Yeah. So my friends and my mom, my mom is a huge birthday person. Um, Last year she held with my friends, a big surprise party for me, which I didn't expect at all. Um, And this year because of COVID, obviously we couldn't go anywhere and do anything, but she had a little group of my friends and my bandmates get tested and they were all negative. Um, and we had a pajama party. At oh, my that's house. cool. Yeah. So that's we like, so cool. We played drinking games and listened to music and did karaoke. And it wow. was so nice. It was just like refreshing to see everybody and be safe about it. So mm-hmm. it what, cool. what did, uh, what did you guys karaoke to? Or what did you karaoke to? So I did, uh, the Lizzie McGuire song <laughs> from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love her and I did high school musical too. Um, okay. and then there was some three Oh three action. Oh, uh, like my first kiss or I'm trying to think uh, of don't trust me. Don't trust me. Okay. That one. All right. so a lot of emo night hits in there too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like first learning about three Oh three at yeah. Vans warp tour years ago. And I'm like, and all the kids, uh, were obsessing over 303 i'm like who the hell is 303 it's so weird and it's like i never thought i guess when i was going to warp tour that they were as big of a band as they were for that period of time Mm -hmm. like everyone knows who 303 is and i thought it was more of a niche artist that's what i thought too i don't think i realized until i started working at a pop radio station Mm -hmm. how you know, big of a a deal that they were that they actually had, you yeah. know, top 40 plays or, you know, hits. Yeah. And um, so I thought, yeah, I thought it was like you said, I thought it was just like this little niche thing that all the kids at Warped Tour freaked out about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a good karaoke choice. <laughs> I would say, yeah. I mean, 303 is usually pretty energetic, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's, sure. a, that's awesome. Hey, Lizzie McGuire, you, you must be bummed that there's not going to be the reboot. I was like Hillary Duff. That was my first concert, too, that I ever went to. I did see you post that the other day or yeah. maybe that was yesterday. Yeah, like I loved her. She was like one of my favorites of the Disney Channel stars. And so I was so sad and I really wish that they let that happen. Cause I know that Hillary Duff wanted to be like an adult Lizzie McGuire, like how they've grown up. And I think that would have been cool. I'm trying to remember what the things were all set to go. And did one of them pass away or I'm something sure. happened? Someone left. It was That's, like a director yeah. or a writer or someone left. 
And then Hillary was trying to get it onto Hulu, I think, instead of Disney Plus. So then it could be more of an adult, like PG-13 show rather than mm-hmm. just like G-rated for Disney. And they didn't do it. And I don't know why. Yeah, I hopefully maybe the 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 pieces will fall into place ahead of time do you like her show younger is that still on or did the, it, is that finished still on. it was good though i did like that yeah i the the weirdest thing um uh one of uh my when my ex-girlfriend and i had an apartment mm-hmm. together we let one of her her friends stay at our house for a while and he was a guy mm-hmm. and uh he was like super into the show and he was like one of those guys that you would think that's like the fur- furthest thing from that he would be interested in yeah. <laughs> was was younger so like he would sit and watch the 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 show in the living room i'm like man this is weird <laughs> but seeing it is interesting that that's completely off topic, but <laughs> I guess, I guess anytime I think of younger, I, I think of, yeah. of that, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I've saw, I saw a couple episodes of younger and I, I thought it was pretty decent and it was also funny seeing, I don't know the guy's name, but I recognized him right away because yeah. he was a lawyer in law and order SVU. Uh, the main guy. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the main guy. I, I don't yeah. know, but I'm like. <laughs> Hey, that's the lawyer from <laughs> SVU. Like, oh, yes. cool. Very different role. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, bringing up Hillary Duff, she mm-hmm. really had such a different career versus like all the other Disney kids. Yeah. It seemed more normal. Everyone else kind of had, well, maybe Christina Aguilera would be the next normal, mm-hmm. I guess. But- or Jonas Brothers. I mean, Jonas Brothers are pretty chill. That's true. Yeah. 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 I loved her because she was very much, and she still is, but like the girl next door and just like did acting, sang, like did another Cinderella story, like did so many of my favorite movies growing up. And so she was my favorite up until like Demi Lovato and the Jonas Brothers came into the mix because Mm -hmm. those artists like made me want to pick up a guitar and try and write my own songs. So yeah. all of those were super influential for me. <laughs> so I was trying to, so going back to, so Hillary Duff was your first concert. Yes. I remember, of course, I remember this one because I'm a big Green Day fan. Mm-hmm. I saw that Green Day was your loudest yeah. concert. What made it so loud? What, uh, what tour was it? It was, I think it was one of their most recent, mm-hmm. uh, Obviously, Hella Megator didn't happen, and I had tickets for that. I know, me too. I still have them. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting. Like, luckily, I'll have them for when it comes back. Um, Yeah. But it was the, it was, I think, the most recent tour they did, and it was at an arena. Right. And I had always wanted to see Green Day because I grew up listening to Dookie and American Idiot. Of course. Those were some of my favorite songs ever. Um, And so I went. Finally, because they never come to the South. Like they never play in the South. Well, um, you're, I mean, you're close to Atlanta, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a major city. I know. And like they skipped five years on us. And I was like, really? Ah, yeah. That's kind of surprising. It was. And so when they finally announced going back, I was like, Mom, we need to go because we don't know when we're going to see them again because they never come here anyway. Um, but it was so loud. Like there were probably like 12,000 people 
and I wasn't in the pit, but there's a whole pit on the floor and like you could hear everyone singing these songs <laughs> and it just made me so happy. Uh, especially when he played good riddance at the end. Oh yeah. I yeah. That's, that. yeah. So what was, um, what was your take on, on green day live then? Were you into it or I was yeah. totally into it. Yeah. I loved it. And then against me opened and there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That, that would have been a good, good show. It was. I, I don't, the last time I saw them was, mm-hmm. um, Against me didn't open up for him. It was actually a band called Dog Party. I think was their name. That's cool. And two two girls, just a guitarist and a drummer, and it's just like straight up punk rock. It was really cool. Yeah, Yeah. it was very it was very interesting. But um, yeah, I've I've always been partial to Green Day. I think they they put on one of the best shows um, of anyone in the in the industry. Also, so. it's like Billy Joe Armstrong doesn't age. <laughs> he, to me, he's showing age, and I think they're all starting to show age at this point, considering they're they're like 48, 49-ish now. It's just like, I guess, through like Dookie, through 21st century breakdown, it was like he didn't age. And I was like, <laughs> is, like is he a god? Like, he writes these great songs. <laughs> Like yeah. maybe it's the eyeliner. Who knows? I mean but. that the the makeup has to help. You know, I remember my mom making comments when uh, when they were in the American Idiot era, and I was literally watching like every one of their TV appearances at that time. And yeah. so I was I was watching them perform at the Grammys that mm-hmm. year, and she and I remember I taped it on VHS. <laughs> And I'd watch it over and over again. And she, my my mom made a comment like, how old is he? And, I'm, and at that point, he was in his 30s. And my mom's like, wow. He's like, you know, like, yeah. like you said, and that, that's been, age has been good to Billy, I guess. Yeah, so. I think so. He's so good. <laughs> One of my favorites. Do you have a, like a, a favorite record or song? Ooh, um, it changes. I mean, I'm pretty partial to American Idiot. I really mm-hmm. am. I also love the musical because I'm a theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, so okay. I got to see it when it toured to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I love Give Me Novocaine. That's one of my favorites. Um, Jesus of Suburbia was one that like as a kid when I was learning how to play guitar, that was like my challenge. And I just kept saying, I have to learn the whole song. It's 10 minutes. I have to do it. <laughs> and so eventually I got that down. Um, but I think like Give Me Novocaine is a big one. I love Basket Case, obviously. Mm-hmm. That was my mom's favorite. And she would play <laughs> guitar like on my way to preschool. She would play that song. <laughs> That's awesome. That's probably, I'm, I'm assuming maybe what she grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So That's good. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember learning all of American Idiot, like the whole record. I'm not just the song. Like I learned the whole record. <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I was that obsessed with it. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, getting back to more about you though, um, because that's why we're here. We're, we're here to talk about you and glimmers, um, which it's really been great to watch the, the, the beginning of glimmers, which what has it been a year, year and a half. It's been less than a year or less than a year. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. 
and just how well people are responding and, and picking up um, the attention you're getting. It's well-deserved. Um, you. You're welcome. So, uh, you know, originally Glimmers was your backing band as, yeah. as your, your solo uh, name, you know, Maggie Schneider, Maggie Rose. Yeah. And then you decided, or everyone, I guess, decided, let's mm-hmm. make this a band. What, what, what was the, the decision behind that? What, what po- at what point were you like, why don't we just do this? So when did that yeah. idea pop into your head? Yeah. So I was a solo act for five or six years and I had been in bands and different duo projects in the past, but it's hard to connect with people musically and personally. And when you're in a band with people, you have to have both. And so for me throughout that time, I was like, well, at least like being a solo act, I can have that creative power. And like, I have an idea of what I want to do. And if I find bandmates along the way, I would love that, but you know, I don't necessarily need it right now. Well, so then throughout playing acoustically, I was like, damn, like I would love to have friends playing with me. And, you know, it became lonely just playing my acoustic guitar opening for acts when my favorite thing to do is just pick up the mic and just be in the crowd and and have that energy that, you know, being an acoustic act, you don't necessarily have all the time. Right. Um, And so I auditioned different people for my backing band and played with a bunch of great musicians. But all of the guys in Glimmers, we started playing together officially in July of 2019 Um, and still under my name, Maggie Schneider, but we had a gig in New Orleans and it was a special like Paramore cover show. Oh, cool. And we were invited by friends of ours who were doing a Green Day cover set and then a Blink cover set to travel and do the Paramore set. Nice. Um, and so we thought, why not? It's a trip to NOLA. We love NOLA. Um, we get to play like 15 Paramore songs. Like it was a pretty big show. Like, why not just do it? It'll be a good time. Um, So that was the first time we all played together as the line of the Glimmers is. And after that, it just felt so perfect and it just felt so happy and had a feeling that I hadn't had previously with other band situations. Um, And so through the course of that, you know, I had music ready, like I was trying to think about the best way to release it. And then in March, when the quarantine started, that was when I had a Zoom call with the guys and I said, hey, how would you feel about making this a band and changing this from Maggie Schneider to more of a collective of all of us? Because it just got to the point where it didn't feel like just me anymore. Like everyone was bringing something to the table and I didn't feel like it was just me. Like it, it just didn't feel just like a solo project anymore. Um, and so that was when in March we all got really excited and we were like, okay, we're going to spend this year or the next two, three months rebranding, getting music together and like shifting into the band. And I'm really happy that we did. 
So going from, it, it's so interesting hearing that because usually it's the opposite for people. Yeah. It's like they've been in <laughs> bands and well, of course you were actually in a band or two before you just yeah. did Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess you, you've kind of experienced that and you, you did say that, you know, it was hard to connect with other people. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's usually like, I'm sick of the whole band thing. I'm just going to go solo. So I don't have to deal with anybody else, yeah. you know, and just do my own thing. And, but here you are, you're like, no, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, unique and it's refreshing actually to, to hear yeah. the opposite. And it's, it just feels like family. And like, we post a lot about this, but like, we all are so happy whenever we see each other and we talk things out really well too. Like we're very communicative and collaborative and, you know, we each bring different things. And so it's nice to have other people around me that have ideas and we can throw things out because we're all thinking about what's best for the collective. There isn't really an ego contest. It's just like, what's best for the collective. Let's make these songs the best they can be. Like, how do we put on the best show possible? And, you know, before I just, I couldn't connect with previous bandmates. So I am so lucky. I feel so lucky to have these guys. That's great. Um, I'm happy for you that, that, you you know, that the stars finally aligned for you. Mm -hmm. And so when, when that decision came, everyone was on board with, okay, let's be a band. Let's be glimmers. Did you bring songs that you had previously intended to Mm -hmm. release and then say, okay, let's make these band songs? Or were you like, okay, let's just start from scratch? So luckily, and what was interesting about it was I already had a lot of songs ready to go, like mixed, needed to be mastered, but all of us had already collaborated on these songs. Um, so since, you know, most of the members were in the backing band previously, they got to track these songs with me already. And then Alex Downtain, our lead guitarist, he produced all of these songs. Okay. Yeah. So it was a really, really easy transition because we had all already like given our notes on these songs and collaborated with each of our instruments. So then they were just all ready to go and we could just get them mastered. Yeah, that so, so it was just like it was already done. Yeah, it was so perfect. <laughs> that made it. Yeah, it just made it even easier for you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't tell you like how many times the first thing, the song, the first thing has been stuck in my head. Like, Yay! <laughs> all the time. Like before, before we were uh, doing this Zoom call, like I just kept <laughs> singing it to myself, kept humming it. To myself yeah. it's, it's just, one of our favorites to play live that's oh, i'm sure fun. that's a lot of fun there's a lot of energy in that song yeah, for yeah. sure yeah um so let's i you know I'm, I'm curious to know more about um you know before glimmers and even before like your um or, or during the time that you were a mm-hmm. solo artist i know that you were able to play on the the Vans Warp tour and work with Ryan from All Time Low. Yes. So, how did Warp tour come into play for you? Did you actually play a good length of the tour, or did you just play one of the stops? Or yeah, so I just played the Atlanta date. 
Okay. Um, I was so happy because I'd always wanted to play Warp Tour. I feel like that's that was everyone's like scene band dream was to do that. Um, and so they were doing, they had a special stage, I think called like the cool supply stage and you could submit your music to be considered. And they only chose like two, I feel like two or three per city. And so I sent it in. And then a couple months later I got the email and it was like, congratulations, you get to perform at Warp Tour. And that was so surreal to me. Cause I just remember going to Warp Tour 2012 and seeing All Time Low, which is my favorite band, as you probably know, <laughs> um, and seeing them perform and being in that atmosphere and like in the scene for the first time. Cause I was super young, but I was watching this set and I was like, I have to do this. Like, I really want to do this. And so that just happened unexpectedly. And I played a 30 minute set and met new people and that was, that was just one of my favorite moments. I would imagine. So yeah. did, did you get a chance to kind of scope things out behind the scenes a little bit? Did you get a peek into the, the crazy <laughs> world that warp tour is? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I had, there was like a wristband snafu like towards the end of the day that I didn't get one of the ones that I would need to like go all the way back. But, and it was a super rainy day and everyone was in a bad mood, which I felt bad about. Um, I think all of the bands played like 14 days in a row and that was like the 14th day. And everyone was like, oh my God, like I want to die. Um, but yeah, like it's crazy. Like seeing all of the production that, that went into that, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's uh, the 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 one time I got to play a Warp Tour day too. It was just very eye opening, just to get get a chance to like soak in, you know, the day to day of of doing that tour, you know. And I was just curious to hear like what your your experience was with it, and um, if there was any interesting stories or, or takeaways from from that day. I think the one thing, because it was one of the days where it was pouring and I feel like it was like every year in Atlanta for five years, it was just pouring down rain and like the amount of work that goes into that. And just also just like getting through a crappy rainy day like that and still rocking out and like putting your best foot forward as a band. Um, and I remember knuckle puck, they had a surprise set on the stage that I played at that day and it was barely covered. Like that stage was barely covered, pouring down rain and they're performing to a pretty big crowd where it's mm -hmm. literally chaos and like everyone's freezing and wet and gross. And they literally put their best foot forward. They didn't care. And they just went out there and they did it. Um, and so that was super inspiring to see because, you know, I, I would do the same thing. It's warp tour. You, you just have to keep going. Yeah. It, it's good to hear that, that knuckle puck, uh, kept it in the, the spirit of warp tour, because yeah. as you said, like, that's, that's what warp tour, like, that's what they're known for is things like that. Like when it's pouring rain yeah. and let's say you don't, you're not even covered. Like you, <laughs> you you'll probably just keep playing like, you know, yeah. 
So that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool to hear. Now I know Ryan Dawson from All Time Low. A lot of people know that um, you know he's a he's a producer and an engineer outside of All Time Low. And I've I've talked to a handful of artists that have worked with him. Mm-hmm. But what's your story with him? How did you? Was that another thing where you like you know I love All Time Low. Mm-hmm. I know Ryan records. I should hit him up kind of thing. Is that how that came into play? So it happened a little bit differently. Um, so I worked with a band called the everyday anthem. Um, and the lead singer, Nick is one of my best friends and he actually sings on our most recent single as lost body. So that's his. Oh, okay. I was wondering, I'm like, who the heck is lost body? And yeah, I was like, I so, want to know more about this guy. Yeah. So he's one of my best friends and he has more music coming soon. Um, cool. but he was the lead singer of the everyday anthem and I co-wrote a song for their record and they had a whole month recording with Ryan in Nashville. And so he invited me up to Nashville for the weekend to play keys for the song and to sing my part of it because it was a duet as well. Um, And so I was 17. I was freaking out. Um, Literally, my I tell this to everyone. Everyone laughs at me. Um, They introduced me to Ryan. And like at this point, I've gone to like 10 all time low concerts. How many have you gone to, by the way, total? I've gone to, I think, like 12 or 13 at this point. Oh, okay. I was expecting more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We went, uh, the most recent one I went to, and I'm so glad I did, um, was the all-time low, nothing personal, 10-year anniversary show. Yeah, you went to the ones in Chicago, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm very jealous. I tried to get tickets for that. And, um, you know, as you know, they sold out very quickly. And uh, I tried multiple times and stars did not align. So. Yeah, it it was a dream. Like one of my best friends and I were huge all time low fans, and so we waited for a good while, and we're in the front row, and just had a dream come true. Um, but I remember Nick introduced me to Ryan. He was like, "Hey, Ryan, this is Maggie. She's going to be singing on the track and tracking this weekend." And so he reaches his hand out to give me a handshake, and I go in for the hug. <laughs> <laughs> And it was my, it's just my impulse because I also met him in meet and greet settings and, you know, like he hugs fans and meet and greets. And so he laughed and he hugged back and it was very, very nice. I'm thinking, damn it. (laughs) I need to play it cool. Um, But so we tracked and it was a great, uh, it was a great weekend. And I remember being in the booth and I could hear him in my headphones and he was talking to the guys and he was like, holy shit, like, you guys were right, she can sing, and I was just like, ah, oh my god, um, and so it was the last day of tracking with them, where I thanked him, and I was like, this has been such a great time, like, I really appreciate you guys inviting me, and Ryan said, well, you should come up and record your own stuff with me, if you wanted, and I had no idea that was an option, um, I had no idea, And I was like, really? Like, I would love that. And he said, yeah, like, here's my studio manager's email. Reach out to him. I'll tell him that I'd love to work with you and we can set something up. And so that next summer was when I went up there to work on my solo stuff with him. And he is such a supportive person. 
And I won't forget, like at the end of recording, um, we had dinner with him, um, me and one of my bandmates. And he told me, he was like, you can do this. It's just about like the building blocks. It's just like you, you take little steps that you can't expect to, you know, soar super, super high as a band and get famous right away. It'll take steps and building blocks, but I believe in you and you can do this. And so that really stuck with me. And he's so, so great. Great guy. That is, is a uh, great advice. It sounds, it may sound to the average person kind of simple and, and very generic and very, but in the grand scheme of things, that's your, your simple roadmap is, yeah. and I, that's something I just did not get in my brain when I was in a band trying to quote unquote, make it was, you know, like I thought it was like, Oh, we need to land that one big gig. And then, then that's it, baby. Like, you know, I wish that's how it worked. (laughs) I wish, but it's so true. And, And thinking about how long I've been doing this as well. Like I started solo shows six years ago, officially. Um, like playing more like club gigs and then ever through then, like every year I've just like made bigger and bigger strides and broken more records with the band and everything. So it just takes time, but it's cool to see like how far you can, you can go from that first point. I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Maggie Schneider of Glimmers so far. Now, when you're finished, Listening to this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza, you should check out a brand new podcast that just started up this year called It's Record Time. I don't know about you, but I'm always curious as to what my favorite artists are listening to and like what albums do they love, what bands inspire them, and It's Record Time podcast answers all of those questions for us. Each week, Alex is joined by a different guest from the world of punk, ska, and alternative music to discuss the albums they love, the bands they listen to, and the artists that inspire them. So, do you want to know what the Bomb Pops listen to on tour? Done! It's Record Time podcast, episode one, with Jen of the Bomb Pops. Hear Call Me Malcolm argue about what the best movie soundtrack is? Done. It's record time podcast number four. So if you want to find out more about an artist you love or just pick up some great recommendations of new music to listen to, this is the podcast for you. It's available now on all streaming platforms. Just search It's Record Time or go to itsrecordtime.buzzsprout.com. Let's get back to Maggie Schneider of Glimmers. One of the big things that really helped boost you, and I'm sure people listening and I'm sure people that actually reach out to you, fans and stuff, a lot of them discovered you just through the cover videos that you've posted online for the last quite, you know, quite a few years, like before, like before doing them on TikTok. I remember, I remember seeing your videos pop up on my Twitter feed, like all the time, yep. you know, and, and I'm like, who, who is this Maggie? Like, <laughs> like, you know, and I kept wondering, like, is she someone like famous that I needed or, you know, like I just like, and so all of a sudden, like everybody knows 
who who Maggie Schneider or Maggie Rose is uh, from you know from these covers because obviously you you've got a beautiful voice. Thank you. You're welcome, and you're extremely talented, and you're creative too. Like you know, for example, like one of your most recent TikToks was taking Dear Maria and making it from the female perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing those, and like. For me, I love covers. Like I, I'm a musical theater kid, like I said. So when I usually try and cover a pop punk band or more of a scene song, I try to think of it through a musical theater lens or just thinking about it like how I would have performed the song, like mm-hmm. if I was that band. Um, so like a lot of my covers that I've done are more ballad versions or piano versions of these like pop punk bands, like all time low or meeting parade. Um, and I love doing it and it's fun for me. And it's always, you know, even more fun when the band retweets it or shares it, or, you know, tells me that they really liked it. Um, cause like, I just love music and I've been doing these covers just like for fun. And so it's nice whenever I hear from people that they really like them or like how I reinterpreted a song that they like. Yeah, it was really cool when you did, um, I, I know you did Mayday Parade and then I think you did Fall Out Boy too, where you took like all of their records yeah. and you like <laughs> kind of mashed them into a medley, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Like to me, like medleys are cool, but I can't imagine like writing one. I, I would have to imagine like maybe it's just because I'm kind of musically I, I, I don't have a lot of the um, what's the word I'm looking for um, proper, you know, musical background to, to write such things. But I would think it's to me, it sounds hard. Yeah, you know? it's fun. Um, and I mean, one of the first things I did performing solo, like I would sing original songs, but then I would usually have one mashup in my acoustic set. Um, and the one that I put up on TikTok that was my emo night in 60 seconds, that was what I typically played as my mashup. So then if you didn't know my music, then maybe you could like the mashup that I played and relate to that. And then maybe that would get you excited for what I put out on my own. So. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a good way to reel people in for sure. Yeah. You know, especially now with glimmers, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a perfect tool to, to get, um, to get new listeners and new people interested yeah, in, sure. um, in what you're doing. Um, so talking about, uh, we, we should probably talk about your new single, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I was watching. So I was watching the video for not good at goodbyes. And mm-hmm. I, I, I won't lie. I, I did get like a little like sad or a little teary eyed when I was watching success. Like, <laughs> success. Yeah. I was, I was getting kind of like just a tinge of emotion when, um, Cause like what the, like the first part of the music video, they're going, you're going through the motions of like a first date, right? Yeah. So it's, it's very much like a fight at the beginning. Right. Um, and that sets it up to then I'm having like kind of a flashback in my head of like the good times and the bad times of the relationship. Um, yeah, it's it's very rom com and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so funny. And what's even better is that I loved how your, um, well, you, you just said his name a minute ago. 
Um, oh, Nick. Nick, yes. Um, right, is Nick? Nick is the one in the video with you, right? No, or no? he's not. Um, Nick sings on it, but Jacob um, is one of my friends that's in the video with me. Okay, so I wasn't sure if his name was actually Jake, you know, like in real yeah. life or not. But it was kind of funny because uh, Jake is my legal name so oh. <laughs> it was like you're swearing at me i'm like god this is great I'm not mad <laughs> she's, at you, I she's swear. yelling she's yelling at me right now um so it was it was kind of that made me chuckle at first but you know like when it when the song kicks in and then it goes to the the happy times of like when your relationship in this music video started um like watching those scenes of like a first date yeah. um it, that that's where I, I started to get like a little emotional because obviously i know where the song is is heading it's heading to a, it's a you know it's heading to a breakup a bad yeah. a bad breakup and so it made me think of like the the first dates i had and <laughs> the relationship <laughs> The relationship didn't last and just like, oh man, like, so you totally like put me back in that, you know, so if, I mean, I'm glad, success, I'm glad I made you sad. <laughs> no, I, I'm not glad I made you sad, but I'm glad that you connected with it. I did. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I connected well with it. So I just wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, success. Thank you. You, uh, you achieved that, but, um, you have some some powerful lines written in this song about relationships and how you going along the, along the theme of like, well, it was better than I tried than not trying. And then, then like in the, the next part of the song you go to, well, it's better to just leave this than ignore it, you know? So it's, it's cool. Like that you recognize both of those things because right. I feel like a lot of times we, we as humans, when, when we're in relationships, we, a lot of times we don't put those two things together. It's usually like, you know, it's, I feel like it's one or the other. It's like, you mm-hmm. usually like, okay, I'm going to try this. If it doesn't work out, then well, at least I say I can try it. But then, yeah. then the other thing is you, you get there it's not working out. You need to leave, but you're like, no, it's fine. I'll just, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure it comes from a, a personal yeah. real life story. <laughs> it, de- yo, it definitely does. And like, for me, music is how I best express my emotions. And it's hard for me to open up verbally, like when it's not writing a song. So with this song, like, this was the way for me where I could express how I felt about somebody and also like me not regretting confessing these feelings because at least they're out in the open, like whatever happens, at least the person knows. Um, And so that was what I was thinking writing the song. And so it was very cathartic for me. Cause I'm someone, I like keep my feelings to myself. <laughs> like, okay. I okay. don't, I don't want to like burden people or tell people if I am going through something. Um, and like the people around me are very intuitive. So like they know, and they're there for me with the Ben and Jerry's ice cream in hand. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like whenever I write songs and especially this one, 
I'm trying to say all the things on my mind um, that are hard for me to put just verbally in words. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, for me, the song is very much about me expressing myself, just letting whatever is supposed to happen, happen. Um, But also like the video suggests, it's like you, you shouldn't be in something toxic. Um, even, even if like, you're trying to look on the rosy side of it, of side of things, like you need to make sure that you're happy in it too. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the tough part. Well, both of those, you know, those themes there are, are tough, but I think, uh, I think the way you have it written in the song is, is very, I would hope it would make something click in someone's brain like, oh yeah. Yeah, she's she's right. I should remember that, you know, next time or, you know, so what so what type of person are you in a relationship? Are you like the super affectionate or are you like, give me the space? Like what kind of yeah, how do you describe yourself in a in a relationship? That's a good question. I mean, I can be kind of a mixture I mean, because of my fear sometimes to express myself, I tend to be at the beginning a bit more standoffish because I don't want to be hurt. And it's it's the Aquarius sign <laughs> in me. And I'm not a huge horoscope person, but I was talking about it with our bassist Ari the other day because he is like he loves horoscopes. And he was telling me he was like, this makes sense because you're a very creative person and you're very emotional in your work and what you like, but with relationships, it can be hard for you to open up because you don't want to feel rejected or like you're coming across as too much. Um, and so for me, that's always my issue is like trying to open up and like, be or express more of the feelings that I do in my song so openly. Um, but I have in this year and it was a new year's resolution for me too. I feel like I have gotten more open about my feelings and just taking those chances of, you know, expressing, Hey, I like you. I think you're really cool. Do you want to go out? Let's just Mm -hmm. see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I've gotten better where that's concerned, Um, (laughs) but it takes me a minute because I don't want to get hurt. (laughs) Yeah. None of us do. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, so is it one of those situations where like, let's say someone approaches you Mm -hmm. and they're either verbally expressing interest like flat out, or they're just kind of like dropping little hints Mm -hmm. and are you very like, act like you're not interested, even act a little mean to them? I'm not, I'm not the mean teasing type. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, I, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I'm also someone, I really like writing how I feel. So even if it's like in a note or something, I'm more apt to like messaging someone or sending a voice message, like saying how I feel because I get more nervous in person. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had multiple people tell me before that they hate being asked out via message in right. any, in any form. And yeah. I don't know, like, I, I, I guess I get that, but I guess with the yeah. pandemic, a lot of that can be <laughs> different, yeah. different I mean, now. I, I don't mind it. 
I, I think it depends. Like it depends on what it is. Like, obviously like I really enjoy just like getting to know someone as a friend first and then seeing what can go from there. Um, so like if someone reaches out and they're like, Hey, like I wanted to see if you wanted to grab coffee with me sometime, like in a more casual environment first. And I think that's totally fine. Oh yeah. Uh, But yeah. And especially with the pandemic, it's like, I'm not going out very much (laughs) as it is. So like, please text me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Like everyone, like online dating is just skyrocketed you know i hate online dating (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's like what do you do at this point i mean i guess you just you know you don't do much and you just kind of wait it out but it's uh it's really crazy how um it's it's uh the pandemic has affected the whole online dating thing so but um yeah I, i was just curious to to hear you know you were talking about how um your, your emotions work. So have you ever like, I, I don't, I don't obviously know your relationship history, but like, let's say in the past, if you were in a previous relationship, you didn't know, like actually verbally speaking, like how to get your emotions across. Would you like literally write a song and then be like, okay, here, this is what I mean. You know, yes. like, <laughs> have you done that? Like, yes, I have. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I've done that. I've also written letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had a few people like write me letters. And then I was like, I like this. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to do this. Like this, this just allows me to get all of my words out and not be as scared about doing it right in the moment because I can read it and I can just make sure it's exactly what I want to say. Um, but yeah, like I've, I've definitely written songs have been like, this is what this is how I feel. This is what I'm trying to say. This is what I was trying to say like two days ago. Right. Listen yeah. to this song. Exactly. Yeah. So it's that's definitely the way I express myself. And I mean, if I'm even just going through something like whether it's a happy thing, like a band thing, or like more of an emotional thing, I listen to music that reflects my mood. So like oh, even just listening to music is a very cathartic way for me to process things. And then I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit better now because I feel more understood. Right. Yes. Yes, of course. Um, On a lighter note, (laughs) talking about the, uh, the new single and uh, you know, the video to go along with it for Mm -hmm. not good at goodbyes. There is a scene where you're at Sonic yeah. And are you a fan of Sonic? Yes. What do you what do you get from Sonic? What's the best thing to eat? Because I mean, some people don't have Sonic in their area and maybe they're traveling and they happen to come up on one. They're like, oh, yeah. what do I get? Like, mm-hmm. what's the best thing at Sonic? You know, tater tots are a must. <laughs> um, do you always. dip them in any like cheese or any kind of sauce or you just eat them? Um, I have cheese i mean usually i'm like i'm either a ketchup or a honey mustard person okay so it's one of those and then their cherry limeade is so good yeah they're they're known for their their limeades their lemonades and their their shakes of course so um 
I was just curious to know because it's it's been a while since I've been to a Sonic. <laughs> yeah, we we had the idea because all of my guys play cameos in the video. Right. Um, so, I loved the uh, the ice truck or the uh, the snow cone truck thing. That yeah. was that made me laugh. That was unexpected. Um, Alex Norell, one of our guitarists, his nephew runs a Kona ice truck. And so he did us a solid and let us borrow it for a day. Nice. Um, so we like ha- had that perfectly figured out for the two Alex's in the band. Um, <laughs> but it was so funny because with the Sonic scene, Ari, our bassist, he's the one on roller skates. Okay. And yes. what was funny is when we were talking about the cameos, he told us that he was a great skater. <laughs> He was like, I'm so good. Like, well, please let me be on roller skates. And we were like, perfect. We'll have it be a, a drive through Sonic thing, whatever. So obviously that was not an act. He's actually a horrible skater. And we met up one of the uh, guys who worked there. There was only one guy who was on skates and he mm-hmm. nailed it. Like he was doing all these cool spins and turns and stuff. And so we decided to make it funny and have him be Ari's like stunt double. So clearly you could tell because the cut is so bad, which is why it's meant to be that he's his stunt double when Ari just sucks. (laughs) God, that's great. Yeah. I'm I'm amazing at skating. I can do this. I'll be, (laughs) I'll be the dude on the skates. He is so sweet. We had him in roller skates for a photo shoot. We just did too. Mm -hmm. Because we were like, you have to do this again. Please just it's gonna be his his signature thing. He's always gonna be wearing roller skates now. Yeah, exactly. Poor guy. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Gosh, that's I can't even tell you the last time I roller skated. It's been forever. I mean, when I was a kid, rollerblading was you know, still a popular thing. Like everybody had roller skates, you know, or roller blades. And there were actually still roller rinks too. Like, but now I I never see anyone with <laughs> with them barely. Oh, cool. So yeah, now everyone has the the hoverboards, right? That terrifies <laughs> me. I I am not coordinated for any of it. Like I wish I could roller skate, but I was the kid when I went to try ice skating. I couldn't even do it without holding on to the railing. <laughs> yes. Like I'm that kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I hear you. I wasn't the best. Uh, at it either so yeah ice skate ice skating being even a little trickier you know okay like i hope this doesn't sound bad but you know it's interesting you're you're from georgia you're from atlanta the atlanta area i you don't have like any twinge of an accent like (laughs) it's just usually there's like a little bit Mm -hmm. you know even if it's just a tad but like i can't tell Uh, like some of my bandmates do and maybe uh-huh. also because my dad is from new orleans my dad well, is from new, new orleans. i mean new it's orleans weird. you know you're yeah. still in the deep south there yeah it's weird so, sometimes with some words i think i have it someone mm-hmm. mentioned to me one time when i was doing theater that there were a couple words that had a little bit of a twangy thing but <laughs> <laughs> when, when, so when you were doing theater um what, what was some of the uh productions you were in what were some of your favorite 
roles yeah. that you played? Um, I was in Into the Woods and I was the baker's wife. So I oh. loved that part. Um, the favorite show that I was in was Spring Awakening. I don't know if you've heard of that show. Yeah, I have, I have not seen it. I just know the yeah. the guy, the director from Spring Awakening also did American Idiot, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that show is so good. It's very dark. It's very sad. But it's all like very punk rock influenced music. Um, and it's about teenagers in, I think it was like 19th century Germany. And like growing up and like going through just like puberty and like all this crazy stuff. Um, but I played Marta in that show. That was my favorite show I've been in. Um, and then like I was in Beauty and the Beast. I was Mrs. Potts. That was fun. <laughs> I loved it. I had to wear, I had a teapot on suspenders. <laughs> it was great. So it was one of my first shows. Um, but I love theater. Like I love it so much and I miss it sometimes, but I had to make the choice between music and theater because both are like full-time art forms. Like you have to commit to one. Um, and I just wanted to write my own songs rather than play the part of someone else all the time. So that was why I went with music. Yeah. And we know that your yelling in uh, the latest music video is really Maggie. Like don't, don't mess with. <laughs> right. right? I, I get angry, man. You see, what's funny is I never get angry. Like the, the times that I am angry, it more has to do with if a friend has been wronged. Like I'm, I'm very loyal to my friends and like, if a friend is hurt, then like, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to defend your honor. Um, but I, like, I never yell like that. So it was fun to act out that scene. We had a great time. We were laughing. I was going to say, how many times did you like laugh and have to re to retake it or, um, or reshoot? <laughs> we didn't reshoot that one a lot. There were a few scenes, um, in future videos because we have okay. other videos. Sure. Um, um, where we had to improv conversations sometimes, which we did like laugh about like throughout, or we would be talking about something that we shouldn't be talking about in the video. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was super, super funny, like acting out anger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think so. I, especially when like, it's, it's something you're not used to. Yeah, something you normally do, you know, so um, but hey, obviously you pulled it off. Well, your your theater background, you know, came (laughs) came through for you. So um, so besides, you know, not um, good at goodbyes. Is there anything else with glimmers that you can share with us or or I guess tease us with? So we have a new EP coming out. Um, Man, you guys just, do you sleep? (laughs) No. (laughs) I bug my bandmates. I like, I tell them, I was like, hey, so we need to make more content. Like, let's do this. Like we, we come up with a lot of ideas, but um, our new EP drops April 23rd. So we have a bunch of singles dropping until then and a lot more videos uh, and basically the not going to goodbyes video is the first chapter of a bigger story, which the EP oh. follows. So, so it's kind of a concept. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 
very, very much my theater background coming into play here. Yeah, I was going to say, here we go. And, and uh, I mean, also with your theater background, like I'm expecting at some point for you to write a musical filled with nothing but all time low songs. Like I'm, I would love that. I'm counting on you. <laughs> yes, that would be a dream. Like I, I should just hit up Ryan right now and be like, so can you give me the rights <laughs> to these songs? <laughs> I mean, is there, is there a, uh, is that something you've ever thought of an all time low? Like, and yes. so, okay. So if you could like take an all time low album and turn it, into a musical would you choose one album in particular if you had to man um, i know that's a hard i think there's two that i think if it was just like american idiot where it followed one album Mm -hmm. that would be strong i think nothing personal would be really cool as a musical or last young renegade because that was a concept record yeah. So I think either one would work well to just follow each of the songs, like figuring out a story for just one album. Um, but yeah, it would be so hard to pick songs. <laughs> yeah, it really would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, There's so many good songs. Yeah, because even like American Idiot, yeah, they used all the songs from American Idiot, but then they also added to yeah. that. So yeah. There's actually some songs from 21st Century Breakdown mm-hmm. and... You know, so like that even borrows. So right. essentially, it's not just the one album. But yeah. um, I always I'm still waiting on someone to do. I always thought My Chemical Romance's Black Parade would make an amazing musical or, or a movie like there's just because that's another concept record. And I just every time I listen to that album it's just so theatrical. Like it's already there. It's like, why hasn't anyone done something <laughs> with For it? Yeah. yeah. That's that was like that album and then nothing personal were like the two albums that got me into the scene of music. Besides American Idiot, but more into mm-hmm. like the the newer pop punk, like yes. more poppy type stuff. Um, so I would love that. I would love a Black Parade musical. Yeah, I think that would be. I'll I'll work on that one, and you can work on the all time low cool. one. <laughs> <laughs> Although you have a head start on me because you kind of have your foot in the door with all time low, I have no foot in the door <laughs> with anyone from My Chemical Romance. So oh, me either. Look, I my goal, like I will be at my peak when I've written a song with Alex Gasgarth. Like that is my dream. So literally doing the TikToks, doing the covers, working with Ryan. I'm like, I'm just trying to work my You're way. Working on it, yeah. Work I mean, me. there. You know, you've like I said, you've got your foot in the door a little bit already. So hey, I mean, who knows? And with the way Glimmers is going, I mean, it it could easily happen in the next couple years. You know, I just, love that. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Alex, he's probably not listening, but Alex, if you are listening, <laughs> let's make this happen. Yes, please. <laughs> well, uh, this has been a lot of fun, Maggie. Um, yes. I, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yes, thank you so, for having me. Of course. Um, any Anything else uh, Glimmers related you want to touch on um, before just, we end? Yeah, just keep streaming out good goodbyes. Um, and the music video is out, but 
new EP, April 23rd, got singles up until then with music videos. And then we have new merch as well. So if you want a tie-dye hoodie, then you can get one now. I was trying to say, was that uh, the hoodie and shirt you shared, that that hoodie was tie-dye? Because I couldn't quite tell. I've never seen a tie-dye quite like that. Yeah, it's like a black and gray, like acid wash type of tie-dye. Very um, cool. And literally my guys and I were geeking out when we got that design because we love hoodies and we're like, we're going to wear these all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I'm really excited to hear this yeah. new EP once it drops. And um, I mean, you're, you're welcome back on the podcast around yeah. that time if, uh, cause that's still, you know, it's uh, February, so it's still quite a ways from now. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. That'd be great. And then we can we can uh, see how we can get a progress report on that all time low. Yes. <laughs> I'm working hard on it. They haven't seen my TikTok yet, but people keep tagging them. So I'm like, just right. watch it. <laughs> keep doing it. Keep tagging them. Keep, yeah, keep it going dude. on TikTok, you know. So awesome. Well, Maggie, you have a uh, great rest of the night. Yes, you too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. lot of fun and kind of a fitting conversation for valentine's day coming up although i truly hope your special day doesn't end up like glimmer's new breakup song not good at goodbyes Uh, the song is out now via common ground collective and there's also an acoustic version of the song dropping this friday february 12th Uh, maybe you're listening to this and the song is already out so go ahead and give that a listen to where it wherever it is that you stream music and uh thank you for talking with me today maggie that was super fun you were super easy to talk to and i really appreciate that i'm looking forward to hearing that uh ep in full once it's dropped in april you can find about uh, all things glimmers like their streaming links social media links merch all that fun stuff at glimmersband Com. This episode of Pop Punk and Pizza has been sponsored by a new podcast called It's Record Time. If you want to find out what uh, albums your favorite artists are listening to, then give It's Record Time a listen. It's available now on all streaming platforms. Just search It's Record Time or go to itsrecordtime.buzzsprout.com. And that's going to do it for me today. I'm Jacques L'Amour. I love you for everything that you are. And don't you forget about it, all right? Especially for listening to this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. If you want to further support the podcast, be sure to subscribe and give us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does go a long way, and it does not cost you a thing. You can also catch up on previous episodes, sign up for our mailing list, buy merch, submit your band's music for Pop Punk and Pizza at poppunkpizzapod.com. You can do all that stuff 
on our website. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. And if you've already done all those things, udabomb.com, as the cool kids used to say. I'm not sure if they still say that or not, but, you know, I'm getting old, so why not? <laughs> Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And uh, when we get back together next week, we're going to be talking with singer-songwriter BJ Jezbera. That'll be on Tuesday, February 16th. And looking forward to having a slice with you then. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice.